Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to the second installment of the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. This is your number one destination for high school hockey talk in our region. Before I get started, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding as I try to bring you the best show possible each and every week. Also, a huge shout-out to Fracture for providing the soundtrack for the show. You can find their songs on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So let's jump right in with the opening face-off. I chose to pick up where I left off last week by posting what I consider to be another thought-provoking question on Twitter this past week. This time, I was interested in hearing from high school players, coaches, and parents about the differences between playing travel hockey as opposed to playing high school hockey. As expected, this question received a number of responses, comments, and opinions, which I will share later on in the show during Dump and Chase. From talking to players, coaches, and parents over the past few years, however, it seems like travel hockey and high school hockey in this area can quote-unquote coexist for the most part with careful planning and open communication between all parties involved. In researching this topic, I came across an article uh, by Donnie Webb for Syracuse.com dated February 18th, 2016. The article was entitled, High Schools Clash with Youth Hockey Over Section 3's Best Players. Uh, The author wrote, In spite of the section's strength, the best hockey players in Section 3 are no longer on the rosters of their high school teams. They've been forced to make a tough choice. Play at the highest level on expensive club travel teams with kids from other schools or to stay with their neighbors, friends, and classmates to play for school pride and win a banner that will hang in their gym or home rink. The Premier Hockey Club here will not let them do both. Webb's article focused on the Syracuse Stars, which is a Tier 1 youth hockey program who at one time allowed their players to shuttle back and forth between both travel and high school teams. Uh, In the article, the Stars general manager was quoted as saying, There were battles all season between the 10 who played for both teams and the 10 who only played travel and were upset the others were missing practices, were run down, and exhausted. So in light of these conflicts, the following season, every Stars player was informed during tryouts for the Tier 1 team that the Stars would not select players who wanted to play for their high school teams. In addition, players had to sign league-prepared contracts, confirming their decision to forego playing for their high school teams. In the article, it goes on to say, um, or quote the Section 1-3 hockey chairman, um, he said that players who decide to leave their high school teams for travel surrender potential experiences that can last a lifetime. There are packed rinks with friends and classmates who cheer their teams when playing school rivals. And as a former coach, Section 3's chairman went on to say, players on his teams that won state and sectional championships will forever cherish those moments over all other hockey experiences. 
In addition, four high school hockey coaches were interviewed for the article. The general consensus among the coaches was that they seemed to be relieved that the whole issue of time sharing between travel and high school hockey was settled, but that it also put players in a tough position. However, I spoke to a coach from Section 1 recently, and he told me that he heard that the Stars had relaxed on this policy after just one season because, to quote him, it would have killed high school hockey. Now, whether it was the official team policy or simply an expectation from team management, that situation in Section 3 with the Stars sounds like a challenging predicament for a young person to find themselves in regardless. Um, There's still a tug-of-war of of sorts between travel and high school hockey teams, though. One high school coach from the Hudson Valley that I recently talked to shared with me that last season, on at least one occasion, due to a scheduling conflict, one of his players had to lie to their travel hockey coach about being sick in order to play for his high school team. This particular high school coach went on to say that he's pretty sure the player had to do the same thing at least once in order to play for his travel team, too. So as I said earlier, it sounds like a tough position to be in and one that high school kids shouldn't be forced to make, at least in my opinion. Later on during Dump and Chase, I will read more reactions I received from you on Twitter. To no surprise, many who responded had some very strong feelings on this topic. We are going to go into overtime today during Dump and Chase in order to get everybody's thoughts, opinions, um, and comments out there on the show. This is your boy Trav a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, now available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can also follow me on Twitter, at TravJack71, or on Instagram, at CrashingTheNet. Now back to the show. Now it's time for Around the Rinks. With the end of the holiday break came a return to practice and games for teams here in the Hudson Valley. And here are your scores from the previous week. On Tuesday, January 3rd, Mamaroneck defeated Fordham Prep 5-1. White Plains defeated Pauling 9-1. On Wednesday, January 4th, Greenwich High School defeated Rye Country Day School 4-3. Nyack TZ beat Columbia Prep 6-4. Rye defeated Mount Pleasant 10-0. And Fordham Prep defeated St. Joseph 9-0. On Thursday, January 5th, Mayapak defeated White Plains 4-3. On Friday, January 6th, Mamaroneck defeated Suffren 3-0. Harvey beat King 5-1. Byram Hills beat Fox Lane 11-1. Lakeland Panis tied Brewtown 5-5 in overtime. Mayapak defeated Carmel 8-4. North Rockland beat Pearl River 5-1. Stepanak defeated Zavarian 6-1. Rye Country Day School beat Kingswood Oxford 6-5. And Scarsdale defeated Rye 3-2. And in upstate uh, tournament action, St. Lawrence defeated Clarkstown 3-1. Skinny Atlas defeated John Jay 3-2 in overtime. And Pelham defeated Williamsville South 8-0. And in Hudson Valley High School Ice Hockey Association action from Friday, January 6th, FDR beat Washingtonville 4-2. On Saturday, January 7th, Mother Nature uh, gave us more snow than we anticipated, and that canceled a lot of games here in our region. However, Monroe Woodbury beat Carmel 6-2. In tournament action upstate, Clarkstown beat Malone 2-0. John Jay defeated Williamsville South 4-2 in tournament action upstate. And Pelham defeated Skinny Atlas 
for nothing to win the Duke Schneider Memorial Tournament upstate. And in Hudson Valley High School Ice Hockey Association action from Saturday, January 7th, Arlington defeated Washingtonville 4-1, and Cornwall beat John Jay 5-2. And on Sunday, January 8th, North Rockland defeated Somers North Salem 6-3, New Rochelle beat Pauling 10-1, Stepanak defeated St. Peter's 8-2, Lakeland Panis beat Henhud Haldane 10-7, Mamaronek B beat Fox Lane 7-2. And in Hudson Valley High School Ice Hockey Association action from Sunday, January 8th, Cornwall defeated FDR 5-2. Now it's time for the Dump and Chase, where I read your thoughts, comments, and opinions from Twitter. As you know, earlier in the week, I asked high school players, coaches, and parents for their thoughts on the differences between playing travel hockey as opposed to playing high school hockey. And here's what I got back from you. Old School Mountie at Martin underscore Flatley writes, You can't have good high school teams without travel players, but the tug of war between the two is a fact of life. Old School Mountie at Martin underscore Flatley also writes, in response to a tweet posted about quote-unquote options for playing both travel and high school hockey, same options here in section one. Problems arise when a high school and a travel game are at the same time. Both coaches want you at their game. A player who wanted to remain nameless wrote to me on Twitter and said, Playing travel is where you get noticed by coaches from college and other teams and try to win nationals, while high school is where you play for pride and for your town, and that's what we play for. Another player who wanted to remain nameless sent this to me. Well, travel is truthfully the real way to become noticed. That's how someone can elevate their game to get to the next level. But for varsity, it's always an unreal experience. You're with your school friends, having fun, traveling, and working as a team. That's what I value in both. It would be hard to say I have a clear favorite because both are just so good. Michael Galgano, um, at Mike Galgano 99 writes, Playing for your high school team is more than just playing for your school. You're playing to represent your community. That's the most important thing. More important than travel hockey. Patrick Flatley, at underscore Patrick Flatley writes, The pace is different for travel. You basically have two to three practices a week at night with a game or two on the weekend. But for suffering, it's right after school every day with usually uh, one game a week, sometimes two. But the everyday after school will get you sometimes. Staying on suffering for four years, you play the same system every year, but travel, it usually changes year to year. Then you go uh, from the school team playing one system to a completely opposite system at travel, so you have to be able to make adjustments on the fly. Evan Kama at Evan Kama 7 writes, Playing travel and high school hockey together isn't an easy task. Playing both at the same time really takes a lot of time and energy away from you. In order to remain successful, both on the ice and in school, you need to manage your time well. I could probably manage mine a bit better myself, but when you have a passion for the game, you'll find ways to get schoolwork done. Even if it means staying up till 1 a.m. three nights a week so that your parents and teachers let you continue to play. Something that makes playing both a little more difficult for me is that my travel team is an hour away, while for some others on my high school team, their travel team also has Sportorama as home ice. Many times I'm doing homework in the car, which can get uncomfortable at times. I'm not going to lie about that. 
For me, my favorite part about playing both is that you get to play in front of huge crowds for the town you're being raised in, for the high school team, while also playing a bit more of a competitive team on the travel hockey end. Although I admit sometimes, I wish I had more time on my hands to just hang out with friends and have fun. Overall, I'm glad that I play both travel and high school hockey. It's a great life experience in terms of learning how to manage time, and also you get to travel to places you might not normally go to and still get to play in front of your friends and huge crowds. Sam Whitehouse at S. Whitehouse writes, Playing travel and high school hockey in the same season is tough. For many of my high school games this season, I will have played a full 60-minute game before it, sometimes leaving me tired for high school games. In terms of differences, travel is way more competitive hockey, whereas I would say I have more fun playing with and in front of classmates I have grown up with. There's really no way to describe it. The atmosphere between high school and travel hockey is similar, but at the same time it's different. In travel, it is all business on game day, and the bond with your teammates is extremely tight. In high school, while it's also serious, game days are full of excitingly fun moments. I feel that in high school hockey, while winning is the ultimate goal, the moments you share with your classmates are memories you will cherish forever. Coach Ciaparelli and I messaged back and forth about this. He said, high school hockey is competitive, with set practices close to home for your school, where team spirit and confidence is used to build teenagers' confidence, which is our biggest goal as parents, teachers, and coaches. Playing for your school or town, sharing wins and losses with family and friends is priceless. If you're good enough to get to the college level, giving up high school games, friends, family, and building confidence is the route to take. But since college teams don't want you until you're 21 years old after two years of playing junior or prep school anyway, you should play high school hockey until after your junior year. Then it will benefit the player. West Seneca Trojans varsity hockey team, or at WSE Trojan Hockey writes, very hard to replicate the emotion, atmosphere, and pageantry of playing varsity hockey in front of your friends, classmates, and school. Housatonic, a.k.a. Housey Ice Hockey, at Housey Ice Hockey writes, Kids should play high school and save money and have fun. If they're good enough to play college, then they need to play junior A after high school. Uh, Brandon Benham, at Brandon Benham writes, Playing split season travel and high school is one way. For some, playing full season junior Sabres. The question is, what's the end goal? Brandon Benham, at Brandon Benham, also writes, Options here in Section 6, split season travel, full season travel, both with options to play high school, or full season travel, no high school. Ed Witts at Ed Witts 15, and I spoke via phone um, about this on his way up to Section 6 to play Niagara Wheatfield in Williamsville East over the holiday break. He said he sees more competition between high school teams and travel teams these days, and that it's important to work together as it benefits all the kids. He also says he has a good working relationship with the travel coaches for his players and gives his players leeway in terms of missing practices and games. In fact, he had two players up at a tournament in Calgary over the holidays and saw this as a great opportunity for them as well as for other players on the Pelicans team to step up in their absence. Ed also brought up a very good point. Unlike basketball and baseball, which have summer travel leagues and teams during the offseason, Hockey is the only sport where the travel teams play during the same season, so a good working relationship, again, is key. Last, 
Um, Ed says that he thinks it's important for kids to play travel if they want to challenge themselves and look to play beyond high school. But high school players also want to play in front of their family, friends, and community, and you can't get that on a travel team. Mark uh, Polencars at Mark Polencars writes, We play a split season in western New York. It seems to work okay, though, although we jam an entire season between August and the first week of November. Joe Urban at Falcon Puck writes in response to playing travel hockey or Junior A, It's got to be quality Junior A and not some garbage that's sold as Junior A. There's definitely some salesmen out there selling junk Junior hockey as the ticket. Section 1 Hockey at Section 1 Lacrosse writes, Travel players who do not play high school hockey miss the excitement of hometown rivalries and playing in front of their friends. Bill Jones at Saratoga Jones writes, Spot on, nothing beats playing a rival in front of a full house. That never happens in juniors. Alex Rosenblatt at AlexR4228 writes, I believe that high school hockey can bring you the feeling of being a local hero and gives a more in-depth look into what a player can do against bigger and sometimes older opponents. And I just feel like high school hockey, depending on your league and opponents, can prepare a player more for future hockey. Ryan Cohen at Ryan Cohen 91 writes, Varsity and travel hockey are both great, but there are differences. In varsity, you play with guys that you have grown up with and you play for your school, which is great because you feel like you're representing something really great and big every time you step onto the ice. In travel, you have a tryout, which is the same as varsity, and that's your team. Uh, The difference is that you don't necessarily know those guys as well. The unique thing about travel is that you are on a team with guys who you are rivals with during the varsity season, and it's cool to join together to make a really solid team. I play for Byram Hills and the Westchester Vipers, and I love both. I enjoy varsity more because I think the competition is a little better, and it's extremely fun to play with guys you see in school every day. Paul Vigiano, who is the head coach for New Rochelle's varsity hockey team, sent me a very informative and a heartfelt response to the topic of high school versus travel hockey. However, before I read his response, I want to thank John Moriello of the New York State Sports Writers Association. You can find him on Twitter at NYSSWA. Um, He quoted my tweet last week, which really enabled me to reach a far larger audience. Um, He is also a great person to follow on Twitter for all things New York State sports related. So again, thank you, John, for quoting my tweet. Um, So let's jump into Paul Vigiano's uh, response. To talk about travel hockey and the conflicts with high school hockey in Section 1, I think we need to see how we got to this point. Before the rinks started sprouting up, there was generally less hockey being played in the area. If you wanted to play travel hockey, you most likely played for your local town. The towns with rinks generally had stronger travel programs. Since you most likely played for your town's travel team, by the time you got to high school, high school was the commitment, obviously, because why would you play for your town's travel team over the high school team. There were non-town travel teams, but they were less prevalent, especially in Westchester County. Also, many of the AAA teams were built around the spring and summer seasons, which did not conflict with the school season. If you had a really solid player who played junior hockey, it was a rare exception, and you sometimes make exceptions for those types of players. As the rinks were built and hockey interest expanded in the 90s, the select travel teams became more popular. 
Fast forward to where we are today, and we have more ice, more competitive hockey teams, and more interest in the sport, which is a great thing. The problem that we are faced with now is the lack of commitment to either program, high school versus travel. Uh, Coaches are forced to make exceptions for players and or rules to control the attendance. There are travel coaches who don't want players to miss club games um, uh, because they are showcasing them for the next level or are winning at all costs. Some of this is quite frankly selling the players and their parents a bill of goods. For some players, however, it is legitimate as they are a potential to play at the next level. The biggest issue I have with forcing players to miss high school hockey for travel hockey is that no travel or club experience will replace the high school experience. There is something special about Friday night hockey at Suffern, for example, or the classic New Rochelle versus Pelham rivalry games at New Rock City, packed rinks with fans screaming and pasted to the glass. The community comes out for it as it's an event. Family, friends, classmates, alumni, and more all rally around the event, People talk about it during the week and in school. So 20 years from now, when you look back, was it worth it to miss one of your limited amount of high school hockey games or a random Friday night club game? I bet you'll remember that you missed that Friday night high school rivalry game that you would have played with the friends you grew up with more so than the club game. I think this is the most difficult challenge for coaches right now because there are high school teams that say would have, could have, should have when they don't have their travel players. I've talked to a lot of coaches about their policies, and I think the overall consensus is to have policies and rules in place, but ones that are not too stiff where they ruin the player's experience or the team's chances to compete. In the long run, we lose continuity and competitiveness as a result. However, I believe the days of forcing a player into committing to one team versus the other are virtually over. Some of the stronger programs might be able to get away with it, but I don't know if they will be able to sustain that over time. What I would like to see is some sort of balance between club and high school teams. Albeit very different, I think football has a balance and respect for the different levels of play to help grow the game. The NFL respects college and will not play on Saturdays for the most part. Both the NFL and college respect high school football and will not play on Friday nights, again, for the most part. This is to allow more people to watch more football more frequently, and it's part of the foundation that grows the game so that the interest level is there from younger levels up to the professional level. I understand they are different levels of play, but it's still a conscious effort for the greater good of the sport. If the high school hockey teams and the club teams could somehow establish a balanced schedule where there are one or two nights a week that were for high school and the club teams did not schedule during those nights, we could potentially have balance for all. Now, this is much harder to pull off with limited ice availability. It is also a concern with the recent reports regarding sports specialization. However, if Monday and Friday nights were designated as high school hockey games and club teams focused on Saturdays and Sundays, especially since they do more traveling, the two entities could coexist without the tug of war that is currently in place, especially if both club and high school teams were more flexible with their practice attendance rules. In summary, my opinion is that this is a good problem to have because we have more competitive hockey being played by more of our players. However, we need to come up with a solution because the volume of travel commitments is weakening the level of competition of high school hockey. And most importantly, I don't want to see players miss the precious high school experience. Paul goes on to say, you can quote me or post my entire note if you want. And again, that's Coach Paul Vigiano, New Rochelle High School's Varsity Ice Hockey 
and girls lacrosse coach. And you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show. I am pleased to be joined by junior defenseman Patrick Flatley and junior forward Evan Kama of the Suffering Mounties. We are coming to you from party room two at Sportorama, and they're about to spend two minutes in the box. How's it going, boys? It's going good. Going great. What were the uh, big ticket items under the tree this holiday season? Uh, for me, it was an Apple Watch Series 2. Nice. I had Apple Watch Series 1, actually. Very good. You boys ready? Yeah. All yeah, right. Let's go. Let's hear from both of you. Favorite thing about playing high school hockey? Uh, definitely the crowd uh, here at Sporto. Uh, the fans, our friends in school, come through every game and just make it a fun ride. Patrick? Yeah, I'd say the crowd, uh, just representing your school, getting to wear that jersey every Friday night, whatever night it is. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Pre-game meal? Ooh, I go with a nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'd go with uh, pasta with garlic and oil, get some nice breadcrumb cheese on there, Ooh. good to go. This is like gourmet hour over here. Um, banana too. Oh yeah, banana. Can't forget the banana before the game. Gotta get the potassium out of the legs. So you're learning things on this show too, everybody. <laughs> Nutrition. Um, Patrick, what's playing in the locker room before the game? Um, or what are you playing? I don't know. We, we got the speaker in the middle. Uh, usually Greenberg, Rimmel, Rosidas playing a song. Uh, just get the team going okay. for the game. Okay. Um, any superstition before the game, Evan? Um, like I said earlier, got to have my banana before the games. You know, that's, I've been doing it for a while. It takes the lactic acid out of my legs. just gives me extra boost on the ice. Nice. nice. <laughs> Patrick, any superstition? Uh, we walk out in the same order pretty much for the most part. Uh, Cam is usually in front of me. Okay. Nice. Um, biggest rival? Ooh, probably Mammal. I'd say Mammal. I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Okay. Toughest rink to play in? Toughest rink to play in? Um, based off the past two years, I gotta say Murray's Ice Rink. Uh, two tough losses to Scarsdale now in the past two years. Uh, I don't know, we gotta figure something out. I just don't like playing there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, worst rink to play in? Worst rink? Uh, um, it used to be Hammocks, uh, Marinac's old rink, but uh, they did a really nice yeah, job fixing it up. So. Um, I think all the ranks that we see nowadays are pretty up there in terms of development. Cool. All right, Patrick, one thing you absolutely need to bring with you on a team road trip. Ooh, I got my beats. I bring my pillow, too, just in case I want to lay down. Uh, some snacks, a little cool blue Gatorade, favorite flavor. Nice. What about uh, you, Ev? Probably uh, similar things. Uh, I bring my beats so I could just uh, put them on on the bus rides, uh, leave them on, take a little nap. Uh, I think I'm going to have to start bringing my pillow because, uh, yeah, I, that's something I got to do. Sounds good. Uh, favorite tournament to play in? High school-wise, yeah. West Jenny tournament, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's fun going up there every year. Uh, we, get, we take the bus ride up, and then we go out to dinner with everyone, and it's just a great time. Sounds right. like a nice bonding experience on the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, Biggest goon? Um, that's, <laughs> a, that's a tough question. On the team. Oh, on the on team? Yeah, biggest on goon on the team. team. Um, that's a tough one. Um, maybe, maybe Matt Olson. Yeah, I see Olson throw, Olson throw some big he's, hits. All, all, jokes, like, all seriousness aside, he's a great guy. Um, of course. He doesn't mess around with them, you know. But he's a good one. Yeah. He's but, a he good does, but he does throw the hits. Yeah. Um, Patrick, best dressed player? Ooh, Sean Greenberg, by far. Okay. okay, he brings it. Evan, best flow. Who has the best flow on the team? On the team, um, that's a tough Ooh. one. Uh, I'd give it a Rosto. 
Ross you give it to the coach. You give it to the coach. Yeah, maybe Coach Ross DeWine. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, Patrick Bestselli. Ooh. Olsen fell on his last silly, so I'm going to pass on him. I'm going to give it to... Uh, <laughs> I'll give it a Greenberg. Okay. Greenberg had a nice one last game. All right, Evan, biggest chirper. <laughs> biggest chirper. Um, maybe uh, Rosita's back there on D. I don't, it's hard to yeah, hear him yeah. a little bit, but it uh, seems like the kind of chirping type he, he may. He kind of yells. He yeah, he just, he, just, he just yells at the other team. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Uh, Evan, most embarrassing on-ice moment? For me, um, probably just... Uh, when I fell that one time, I think I went into the boards. It was pretty uh, embarrassing. Yikes. Patrick, what about you? Ooh, last year we were playing Mamo at home. I got absolutely destroyed in front of our crowd, in front of everybody. So Yikes. I'd say that one. Yikes. <laughs> hey, uh, describe your team in five words or less. Ooh. Um, interesting. <laughs> uh, close. Hardworking, I'd say. Hardworking, yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Thoughts on the season so far from either one of you? Um, I think we're doing a lot better than um, many people expected us to do. And as the season continues to develop uh, as a whole, we continue to get better, and it should be going uphill from here. Okay. Yeah, we were seen as the underdog going into the season, and uh, we like that feeling. Got to prove a lot of people wrong, especially with the home game against Pelham, and uh, just keep building off of that. All right. Here's a controversial question, but I'm going to throw it out there. It seems to be a little bit of a down year for the Mounties compared to previous seasons. I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, like I was saying, underdog going into it. Uh, did well first game, went up to West Jenny, beat Fairport. West Jenny's obviously a good team. Had two good close games against them. and We'll just keep going. A lot of momentum going our way and a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think uh, we, de- we definitely did lose a lot of skill that we had, both on defense and offense. Um, but uh, this year, we still do have a lot more skill on our team, forwards and defensively, and in goal now with Ryan Fugue, um, that people didn't expect us to have. So just uh, look out for us, because we're here, and uh, we're going to prove a lot of people wrong. Oh, I like that. I like the sound of that. Favorite sport to play besides hockey, Evan? Uh, used to be lacrosse, but I uh, kind of came back down and just didn't have time for lacrosse anymore. So now I'm basically fully hockey with this and my travel team. Patrick? I used to play baseball, and uh, that ended uh, a couple years ago, and I would just focus on hockey. Okay. I know the answer to, I, I know the answer to one of these questions, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Um, I got to go with uh, Patrick Kane on the Chicago Blackhawks. Nice. Patrick? I'd say a little bias here, but John Tavares, of course. Of course. Okay, which leads to my next question. Favorite professional hockey team? Uh, New York Rangers, hands out. New York Islanders. All right. Thanks, guys. Best of luck to you and the team the rest of the season. That was junior defenseman Patrick Flatley along with junior forward Evan Kama. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and you're listening to the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. Now available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can also follow me on Twitter, at TravJack71, or on Instagram, at CrashingTheNet. Now back to the show. As our second episode comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. 
Stick Taps go out to Carmel for hosting their first annual Carmel Hockey Fights Cancer Game on Friday, January 20th at Brewster Ice Arena. Carmel will take on Pauling and the puck drops at 440. The Rams will play in honor of Amanda Benaway, sister of senior forward Corey Benaway, as she lost her battle with cancer just this past offseason. The team will wear purple jerseys during the game in support of the event, and all proceeds from the evening will be donated to St. Jude's. Please come out and support the Rams as they raise funds for this important charity. I'll be there and hope to see you all there too. Stick Taps go out to Rytown Harrison as they host their inaugural Mayor's Cup Hockey Fundraiser game on Saturday, January 21st at Rye Playland. The Titans face off against the White Plains Tigers with puck drop set for 725. All proceeds from the evening will be donated to the Wheelchair Sports Federation. The night will feature a chance to meet New York Rangers alumni, a silent auction, chuck-a-puck, and other raffles. In addition, the New York Rangers sled hockey team will play a game against the Connecticut Wolfpack at 3 p.m., followed by a modified game between Rytown Harrison and White Plains before the varsity squads take to the ice. Sounds like a really fun event for a really great cause. I'm going to be at Playland, and I hope to see you all there as well. Stick taps go out to both the Williamsville North and the Williamsville East hockey teams from Section 6 on their first annual Teddy Bear Toss, which will take place on Thursday, January 12th at the North Town Center. Puck drop is scheduled for 7 p.m., and the monies raised will be donated to Crisis Services, and the Bears will be donated to the Children's Hospital of Buffalo. That is great stuff indeed. Stick taps go out to St. Anthony's High School Hockey Club out in Huntington, Long Island, uh, for, the, for raising over $7,000 in donations to teens in their community during the holiday season. Stick taps go out to the Queensbury High School Spartans hockey team for delivering over 800 food items to community action in Glens Falls. And last but certainly not least, stick taps go out to both Byram Hills and Mayapack for hosting their annual Pink the Rink and Pack Hockey Fights Cancer Games, respectively. Tremendous community support and generosity was on display at BIA on Friday, January 6th. I was there and I was so happy to be a part of that evening. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity, and you would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. I also want to mention that official HV Pucks gear, made exclusively by my girl, Lady Von Fury, is now available for purchase. Send me a DM on Twitter if you're interested in getting your hands on a hat, hoodie, long sleeve tee, uh, short sleeve tee, or sweatpants. And if you're digging the music you've heard on the show, check out the EP, Broken Walls by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore Band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.FractureOfficial.com on the web. So that's it for the second episode of the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast, the premier destination for all things high school hockey-related in our region. Be on the lookout for me because I'll be at different games every weekend for the rest of the season and during the playoffs as well. And this is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.